0: There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor.
1: I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's gonna get tight. Time's done. We're having a night. Hey guys, it's Ari and Sophie. Having a night, the podcast dedicated to reviving having a night I lost my voice and here I am
0: (laughs) you've been screaming for the night to
1: revive the night
0: I just want to have a night oh you poor thing I'm sorry that you lost your voice
1: was just telling Ari I was sitting in front of like a an open fire pit yesterday and the smoke was just blowing into my face and an hour later I couldn't reach my high notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I must say, though, you do sound very sexy, and it's kind of appropriate because we are here. We are. It's our Valentine's Day episode.
1: So crazy. Anyway, here we are. anyway, Valentine's Day. That puts me in the mood. So I thought maybe we could start out talking a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day. Do you want to tell people what you ate this week? Or- oh my God! Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so like captivated by my own voice. I'd love to tell people what I ate this week. It's very simple. My dad made some cold olive oil poached vegetables, Mm -hmm. which obviously they weren't actually poached cold because there's no such thing, but he poached leeks and carrots and some celery. And I think just sort of whatever he had hanging around, you could use cabbage. Fennel would be great. Chopped them into sort of like inch long pieces, poached them in olive oil with some dill Mm-hmm. salt of course some white pepper I believe and then added a bunch of lemon at the end and it's such a good easy dish and the things you use so much olive oil but then you save the olive oil and it's take it it takes on this like not just the lemon but also the aroma of all of these vegetables so I used that olive oil as my base in a salad dressing and i was so so good very unusual almost like like vegetable stock flavor, but in an oil base.
0: Sounds delicious. What um what else was in this dressing? Oh, How did you me. not overpower that?
1: Like Oh, just the huge. I mean, it was just some really good mustard, tiny bit of acid because the oil is already mixed with some lemon, mm-hmm. a tiny bit of acid. But that there's something about that, the way that like those flavors seep into the oil, that was really delicious. So wow. that's what I ate. I was hoping to have something slightly more exciting for you.
0: That is exciting. I love that. That sounds delightful and very healthy and fresh and spring
1: Too bad. It's the depths of winter, baby. That's right. What'd you eat?
0: Well, last night, I went to this great Mexican restaurant for a friend's birthday outside, socially distanced, called Claro in Brooklyn. It's um, a Oaxacan restaurant. And Ooh. I had, we had, everything was incredible. But what really stood out was this mole negro I don't know if it was Negro or negra. I don't know if it's feminine or masculine. However, it was quail and a dark Ooh. small ice off. It was wow. delightful. There were some apples in there. Um, it was just so rich and gamey, but not not too rich. Not like, oh, I can only have one bite. Just complex, I guess. More, more so than rich, complex. Right. A lot of spices going on. And I think a good segue into... Um, chocolate which we will be discussing at length before it is valentine's day week and i i think there might have been a little chocolate in there and if not i mean that's like the american interpretation of mole right like oh mole
1: like it's just chocolate sauce right (laughs) yeah you just take a thing of hershey's and like upend it into a into a saucepan right but i think i mean i think mole always has chocolate in it am i wrong you know what don't anybody quote me on anything ever I miss Mexican food so much. It hurts in my soul. Yeah. I want to go there. Claro. Yes. Very good. I I will say, I mean, New York is stepping up its Mexican game for sure, but it's still not quite a, it's never going to be at LA height. So I just got to accept.
0: So Sophie made this incredible doc Uh, all about the history of valentine's day and shop do you want to kind of take us through what you learned i feel like you are a resident historian of love
1: i would love to take you through guys i also don't even have my mic with me so sorry if things aren't sounding as good as they usually do but forgive me so here's what i was most fascinated about with valentine's day is obviously we think of it as like it's such a hallmark holiday it's a fake holiday yeah Valentine's Day has been going on since before the Middle Ages. This shit is old. It's not just a Hallmark holiday. It's real. It's as real as Christmas in terms of, like, none of this shit is real. Nothing is as real as Christmas. (laughs) But it's all just made up. So Valentine, obviously, St. Valentine is Uh named after. There were three potential St. Valentines. We don't really know which one it is. But my favorite myth that I read was basically that St. Valentine – Before he was a saint, duh, Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome. Guys, we're talking the 200s. When Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families, he outlawed marriage for young men. How crazy Hmm. is that? Valentine, who thereafter became a saint, realizing the injustice of this decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for lovers in secret. And then, obviously, Claudius killed him, yada, yada. So I kind of think that's a very nice beginning of Valentine's Day, and that, you know, oh, he wanted to he wanted to make sure that lovers could love one another. Then, of course, Christianity is getting in there and mucking things up. So basically, the Christian Church mm-hmm. hates the pagans. Couldn't tell you why I'm a pagan. Um <laughs> but basically, they decided to put it. They decided to create St. Valentine's feast day in the middle of February to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. And Lupercalia was always celebrated on February 15th, and it was basically a fertility festival. So huh. the idea of like love and romance obviously worked very well with wow, wow, wow. Lupercalia. And then lo- romance became even more a part of it during the Middle Ages because it was, it was believed in France and in England that February 14th was the beginning of the birds' mating season.
0: That sounds very um, romantic as opposed to uh, I feel like Valentine's Day, it's such like, uh, it was big during the Victorian ages. And it's just so kind of prude. like, Ooh, send a card. It's not like about, it's not sexy, you know, but birds mating. I find that sexy.
1: That's well, I also think it's, it's love, it's romance, it's sex. It's just two people loving on one another in whatever form that takes. But but the card thing is funny because Valentine's greetings, Valentine greetings were actually popular as far back as the Middle Ages. Wow. Starting in the 1400s, the oldest known Valentine. I love this. It's also like, wow, times have changed. I want to say they change, But I've been reading Wolf Hall and, you know, this feels very in keeping with that. So the oldest known Valentine still in existence today was a poem written in 1415 by Charles, the Duke of Orléans to his wife while he was imprisoned in the tower of London. So you can imagine that that Valentine was probably wow. wow We Exactly. <laughs> an epic
0: poem. I'm sure high stakes,
1: very high stakes. Exactly. And it's probably the last, you know, his last words to his wife, or he probably thought it was going to be the last words to his wife. Okay. Of course I did a little bit of research about traditions around the world. Of course. So in Denmark, I really don't understand the tradition. Tell me if you can clarify this for me. On okay. February 14th, men give women Gekebrev, a joking letter consisting of a funny poem or rhyme written on intricately cut paper and signed only with anonymous dots. If a woman who receives the Gekebrev can guess correctly the sender, she earns herself an Easter egg later that year. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. Like she yeah. gets an extra, an extra little chocolate Easter egg when Easter rolls around? Anyway.
0: Maybe. We'd have to go and deep dive into uh, Danish Easter eggs. Maybe there's a whole different tradition there.
1: And then in South Korea, they have three dates, once for men, once for women. As mm. in the women woo the men, then the men woo the women. But then there's also a third holiday, which is called Black Day. On April 14th, it's customary for singles to mourn their solitary status by eating dark bowls of jajangnyon. Or black hmm. bean paste noodles. Wow. Which that sounds I would rather eat black bean paste noodles than have Galantine's Day.
0: Wow, I wonder if this is still a thing that's happening in South Korea or if they've like if the if the young ladies, the single ladies there are like, we're gonna eat whatever we want and not mourn. We're gonna to eat rainbow noodles and and be happy. And Just like if there's a feminist angle happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have
1: any friends in South Korea, unfortunately. But I think it's men and women. I don't think it's just, you know. Oh, that's true. Whoopsies. But those are some traditions just to get, just to whet your appetite for this Valentine's Day. Because I feel like I've always, I've definitely been in the camp of like, oh, fuck Valentine's Day. It's a Mm -hmm. holiday. Mm -hmm. But when I actually think about it, I'm like, it's an excuse to eat one of my favorite foods, chocolate. Mm -hmm. I love to have little sweets. Cause like, I'm not usually a big candy person. So eat some sweets. If you are in love with someone, how great to spread the love. And if you're not, how great to fucking eat some chocolate and enjoy yourself. I don't know. I agree. And I also
0: think we could all take a hint and uh, remember back to like our nursery school days, Valentine's day. I mean, it's a holiday about displaying your love. And it doesn't need to be romantic love. Remember, uh, like in kindergarten, you would give everyone in your class a card and you would get special notes from everyone. And I feel like there's a long tradition of Valentine's being like a very crafty holiday. Yeah. People making, as we'll get into later, chocolates, chocolate boxes, but also cards. Like it's a holiday that many It feels like kind of, yeah, artsy, domestic, like, oh, I'm not going to spend money, even though that's become kind of an American thing. Like, ooh, diamond necklace and chocolate, you know, expensive chocolates. But, you know, it's really about cards and poetry and, and not necessarily spending money. Anyway, my point was displaying love, your love for whoever, whomever, whatever, as opposed to like, oh, we're in a relationship. This is the holiday for us.
1: Right. Not exactly. Not just being like, I'm in a couple, so we love this holiday. Ew, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, unsurprisingly, also, I obviously just think of Valentine's Day as an excuse to like cook a really fun, indulgent meal. But Exactly. That's that's mostly what it's about for me and you. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into chocolate because (laughs) is chocolate one of your favorite foods? No. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Well, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) More for (laughs) you. Chocolate and Valentine's Day. I'm very interested in the history of chocolate. I know hardly anything about it. Obviously, of course, it came from Latin America, from the Aztecs, but I didn't realize that it was all drinking chocolate in the know. 19th century. You guys, this is insane. I don't get it. Chocolates started in 1847. Like no solid
0: chocolate before 1847. Wait, do you think, though, like in South America, there was?
1: I actually don't know because I think that chocolate was considered very sacred and it was always made as a drink. I think it was always, hmm. I think they would, I think people obviously would like eat cocoa beans, but it's such a different process, right? It's like you have to extract the cocoa butter in order yeah. to chocolate. Yeah. So Richard Cadbury, Cadbury's of course still around today, was searching for a way to use that pure cocoa butter that became extracted when he was, making his drinking chocolate. Uh-huh. So he created these eating chocolates and put them in beautiful boxes and then started basically marketing them for Valentine's day. I'm like, awesome. I can't believe that that first of all, marketing genius. Second of all, I just can't imagine a life without chocolate and chocolate might be nearing extinction. You guys. So oh, Jesus. no, no, Little tidbits, I'm guys. Also, you're gonna stop hearing my voice in a little bit, and Ari's gonna talk. But I just, had done, I was getting really excited by this research. But Milton Hershey, of course, Hershey's Kisses mm-hmm. started as a caramel maker, and then in 1894, he be, he started covering his caramels with chocolate, and he launched the Hershey's Kiss, and it was called the Hershey's Kiss not because of its shape, because I was always like, this doesn't look like a kiss. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Because of the smooching noise that the chocolate makes when it, I guess, comes out of the thing. You know? Oh when my it comes out, it's Oh my god. Oh wow. Mwah, mwah. I there love
0: you. that. Also, you are now qualified to work as a tour
1: guide at the Hershey's factory. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Have you been, by the way? No. No. I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania, but I think they took us to a pretzel factory and not to a chocolate factory. It's very upsetting. That's
0: very weird.
1: Last little tidbits. The Stovers, of course. Russell Stover is like kind of synonymous with Easter, with Valentine's Day. If you go into a drugstore, it's like all Russell Stover stuff. Mm-hmm. And they started selling this secret laced heart, which, like, when I read that, I was like, oh, of course, you know, you can see it exactly in your mind's eye. This chocolate box covered in satin and lace, mm-hmm. it was called the lingerie box. Ooh. Stover is the number one box chocolate company in the U.S. I would have thought, I don't know what I would have thought, maybe Godiva or something.
0: Yeah, but it's like Russell Stover, Stover I mean, the price point, it's just yeah. it's it's not good. Sorry. Sorry to say it, Russell Stover. It's, I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat any.
1: I've had some of their eggs, like their, you know, cream, cream puffy eggs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Marshmallowy eggs is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, they're kind of yummy. I mean, yeah, listen, you're not gonna be like, wow, now this is a flavor that's expanding my palate, but no. million in annual sales. So amen for Russell Stover. Good for them. And then we have the Sweethearts, which have been around since 1866.
0: And recently, didn't something happen with them? I remember this in the news. In 2018, they declared bankruptcy. The Sweetheart producers from Necco, Necco, like Necco Wafers. This is a tragedy. I love Necco Wafers. I love all the little candies they made. Uh, So the original plant closed and they sold all the candy away. They sold it off. And then some other company, Spangler candy company, never heard of them. They bought sweethearts and they put them back into production uh, 2020. They weren't right. They weren't ready in 2019. So we're talking a year ago, but they were really hard to find. I guess they had equipment problems and I guess what was largely missing entirely.
1: Well, so, and when well, you did find them, find them all the sayings, like the sayings were incomplete or were totally missing all the sayings. Out. Yeah, so instead of being like, I love you, it'd be like, I love. Oh God,
0: that's so lame. <laughs> that is so lame. Um, I do love, it. Sophie found out that, uh this, the sayings, the original ones, were just far uh, sweeter. They were just so so much more inventive and cute than what they are now. Like, here's one. <laughs> married in pink, he will take a drink. Married in satin, love will not be lasting.
1: <laughs> I mean, but I was like, oh, they were salty back then. I mean, that's like, hey, if you married in a pink dress, your husband's going to become an alcoholic. That's not very nice.
0: Oh, is that what it means? Yeah. Uh, well, they're, yeah, they're funny. I'd like to see that. looks a little more cheeky instead of just like, you know, love you.
1: I love you. I miss yeah. you. That's kind uh. of a fun idea. It's like, uh, like sort of updated sweethearts. I mean, I guess, so I guess they're, they always do try to update the sayings, which I didn't realize. I sort of thought it had been like the same sayings since I thought the eighties turns out 1866, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, that is kind of a good idea to, like, do a, a much more, um, you know, shady version. Yeah. But
0: and, can, you know, you got to throw some in there that say Bree Brittany.
1: Bree Brittany. Okay, so did you watch the doc? I did. It's really unbelievable. Dying. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Ugh.
0: Her voice sounds so different now. Really? It's, you have to – you need to go down the rabbit hole of her Instagram. It's truly yeah. bizarre. Anyways, well, then let's we keep going
1: with this episode.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, Brittany. Let's
1: talk about some chocolate. <laughs> let's talk about more chocolate.
0: Uh, what are you? Are you a milk or a dark? And, and what's your percentage? Oh my Give me God. Your numbers. Girl,
1: what are your digits? I would love to tell you my numbers. I'm obviously dark chocolate. I will have a piece of milk every now and again. It just doesn't get me going in the same way. I'm not excited by it. I'm like, it's too sweet. No, no. Okay. Let me talk to you a little bit about dark. 56 is the lowest that I'm willing to go. But when you have a 56, you actually realize how much more delicious it is with a little bit extra sugar. Because of Mm -hmm. course, I dabble in my 85%, my 88%. It's a little too much. It's too much. I don't need to actually feel virtuous when I'm having chocolate. No. I just want to enjoy my chocolate. Yeah. So, I would say between 56 and sort of 78% are my digits. How about you?
0: I tend around the uh, like a 67-72. Yeah. I like I don't like when it starts when it must lose uh, enough sugar that it um it's like waxier and drier. Like I like it when it has when it can retain some creaminess. Exactly. Texture wise. Yeah. Like I don't love like a piece that's going to really snap. I mean, I do, but then it needs to melt. It needs to melt and snap.
1: Right. This is why when I was a kid, I would always have lint. Lind, Lind mm-hmm. I think like something happened to them where they don't make some of their best bars anymore. But oh, I used but... to always have lint and it's like, it's dark. It has that bitterness, but it's still super creamy and it melts because right. These fucking like weird, healthy Choc- chocolates, yeah. they don't melt. No, it's chalky and weird yeah, not into that.
0: let's who who makes some of your favorite chocolate? So oh. what can people go and
1: purchase and feel like Sophie von Hasselberg? Okay. I am loving Lake Champlain recently. Yes. Champagne, Lake Champlain. Plain, plain. It's made. It's made around Lake Champlain, so it's local ish. Um They have a spicy Aztec dark one that I think is so good. Their regular dark is delicious. I do. I love a hue. Q Kitchen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that of course is not really a dark chocolate. That's made with coconut sugar. So it's like a very different experience, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like you can like go to town on that and like eat a half a bar. And it just, it's, it's very, it's a very satisfying experience. The old lint bars that I used to like one, they, so now the ones it's like, they fold up from the top. You know what I'm talking about? Like those uh-huh. big ones. I don't like those.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The old ones used to be like a regular chocolate bar just wrapped in paper. One was silver and one was white and it was just their straight up dark chocolate. I sometimes see them in airports and I always buy it. Wow. Only place I can find Toblerone, the dark Toblerone milk chocolate Toblerone also very delicious. I fucking love a Toblerone
0: who doesn't love those little, what are they like honey? Little little bits of nougat and honey. Exactly. Just the perfect amount. I do wish they made one that had like extra. Do they? They should. You know
1: how some companies will be like almost like a double stuff Oreo,
0: right? Like I would because sometimes I just want a little more nougat.
1: Yeah, but it's and it like that really melts nicely. It's so inventive
0: the the the
1: shape of it. It's and let's talk about that packaging. Holy shit! Gorgeous, gorgeous. My dad is a big fan of the actually fittingly for Valentine's Day love chocolate.
0: Yes, good. I like that brand too. Yes.
1: Their raspberry one, of yep. have their dark, but that raspberry one is so, so good. Oh, good. So good! Really has that extra little tang of a raspberry. Yes, I love a raspberry or a
0: currant. I like that. Yeah, a, like a tangy tart fruit moment
1: with dark chocolate. What are some of your favorites?
0: No, thank you. Um, these aren't necessarily companies that make bars, although they do make bars. Actually, they I think they both do. But I love Vogue, this Chicago label. They were one of the first brands to like bacon chocolate and matcha, but like theirs is so good. So good. Just perfect. It's a smaller company from Chicago that's now like everyone loves them, but everything they make is, I think, to die for. My true obsession is this brand Royce, R-O-Y-C-E, which is like Rolls Royce, but it's Japanese. Yeah, um, And I don't know what the hell they do. There, a lot of their chocolates, their famous one, it needs to be refrigerated. And it must be the cocoa butter is so, such high quality and like so delicate. It, they literally just start to melt at room temperature. So you have to keep them in the fridge and you put one in your mouth and it's like, I I, I died and went to heaven.
1: They're so good. They really so, are. It's almost a totally different experience from like is. eating. You know, my I used to know a guy, I used to know a guy who on Sundays he would eat a whole bar of chocolate. Like that was his Sunday routine was like, he would go down to the bodega and buy, I think he went for like Cadbury's fruit and nut or something. Uh-huh, and he would just like spend his day sort of nibbling away at the chocolate bar. I think that's like such a wonderful, like wholesome tradition. I'm like that. I'm like, I chocolate is not a food that I could ever get sick of. It is so perfect. Where do you fall on like a, giardelli or whatever
0: i don't know i like chocolate sometimes but i'm not like a huge i'm not a huge lover of it so i i don't know
1: is it is giardelli is giardelli good so i don't like it there are some companies that i think are like considered you know it's like they're kind of they're sold in a lot of places but it's considered like more expensive chocolates but it does not it's not very good it's not very good so like green and blacks. So I'll have their 85%. Anyway, I could really just go on. So I'm, I'm going to stop now, nip it in the bud.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about incorporating chocolate into a Valentine's Day menu. Yes. Okay. So this is a fun game. What would you start with? I, I did say Royce makes these truly the most perfect chocolate-covered potato chip, but perfect. they might be more of a dessert. Like, I don't know if you want to start with them.
1: That's right. That I guess that's sort of the thing is like, do you really want to spend your Valentine's Day trying to incorporate chocolate into every course? Probably not. But for the, our purposes. Yeah. I mean, I think the mole, as you said, like, that's a very, very good way to go because it is delicious. It gets it gets the chocolate in there. But you're also not being like, here's a piece of fish with some chocolates. Uh, you know, it do, it's not gimmicky. Yes. It's classic. Right. And, and also, you said ribeye with chocolate stout pan sauce. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that is genius, right? Like making a very—it says it all. Chocolate stout pan sauce. That sounds yeah. <laughs> good.
0: Yeah, this, using like a yeah stout or even a red wine. You could do some kind of like delicious and put some peppercorns in there and yeah. some some chocolate, some super dark chocolate. But I also was looking at recipes with white chocolate and like some scallops or some. Fish with a, like a white chocolate beurre
1: blanc. I mean, when you think about the smell of pure cocoa butter, mm-hmm. meaning like obviously no sugar, that smell is unreal. I'm right. like, yeah, I would like to eat that. Because that's if, if you add white chocolate without, without sugar, that's basically right. what it is. And uh, it's like oh. butter, fat, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I like that idea of actually doing some cocoa butter mixed with regular butter. Mm-hmm. just butter because butter, why not? Yeah. You know what I love to make is that crazy three ingredient chocolate cake that we used to make. You
0: always talk about this
1: and I feel like I've
0: never, I've, I made it once correctly and it doesn't, I, oh, I can't do God. it again.
1: I even made it in a mug the other day, butter, eggs, and dark chocolate. But like that to me is like that or like a chocolate mousse, like no. Yes. That are like a really dense chocolate mousse. I just want density on Valentine's day. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to sink my spoon into something and then taking one bite would be too much. You just have to sort of like, you know, gum it. <laughs> wow. Chocolate.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like like a pot de creme. I like, I can handle the richest chocolate when it's a cooler temperature. If that yes. makes sense. Like I like a, like a chilled mousse. I'm, or i like i like a souffle but i you know having creme anglaise or like raspberry whatever coulis, whatever to pour in yeah. even though i guess that's maybe hot too but just to like oh. cool it
1: off do just like a really really thickly whipped whipped cream with no mm-hmm. huge dollop of that on top yeah i also think it's funny that you know champagne and red wine is so associated with valentine's day i'm like Red wine and chocolate, I, I don't actually think pair that well. It's too many. Ah. It's acid. Mm. So I'm like, but like a nice port, something like that, like a port or a Madeira with mm-hmm. chocolate. Like that sounds really nice. Even a Sautern. Delicious. And the truth of the matter is this kind of a meal, you're going to feel like shit after. You don't want to have sex after this meal.
0: Mm, maybe if you're just not, if the portions are small.
1: Yeah, True. Or it's just you know you enjoy the meal and then you lie around and you and then two hours later, yeah, you know. But
0: I still think that like you should have sex before dinner. That should be the rule.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But on Valentine's Day, one hopes you're having sex before and after. Good point. Yeah.
0: Delicious. What about to drink? I asked our friend, friend of the show, Rebecca Pepler, what she thinks. What Ooh, she respond? She loves the rose. How do you pronounce this? H-I-V-E-R? E
1: It Means like means winter rose. Ooh. And that's from
0: Aperitif, her book that we did the video with. Oh. Check out our video with her. So the rose there, Or she says, I have another recipe called B-Y-R-R-H. Yeah, beer and beer.
1: So, right. Beer is like a an aperitif. And then mm-hmm. beer obviously is beer.
0: Yeah. Wow. So uh, we should make one or both of those. Hell yeah! Definitely a good holiday for like delicious little cocktails and kind of going all out in that in that way.
1: Totally, and going all out with like place setting and flowers. Yeah, and just making nice little things for the people in your life. I was thinking, like, if I worked in an office, mm-hmm. I think I would be a person who brought valentines for everyone and
0: wore a val- and like wore a holiday themed sweater.
1: I mean, why not? Life's too short. Yeah, What did you do last year for Valentine's Day? Do you remember? I do.
0: Last year, I, I cannot believe it was last year. It feels like at least two years ago. The world was a different place. <laughs> Chris and I went to this new restaurant called Le Crocodile in the Wife Hotel. And I was out, we sat at a two-top. I was sitting against the wall and Chris was facing me. Facing, I was facing the rest of the room and he was facing me. And behind Chris at like another, like a four top was that actor. I can't, Pen Penn uh-huh. but I couldn't remember his name. And he was quite close to Chris. And I was like, Chris, Chris, that guy, that, that guy's sitting next to you, like that actor. He's sitting, he's sitting behind you. And Chris is going, who? And I was like, you know, that, he's on that show, you. And, and he's like, <laughs> Chris is like, wait, what? And I go, you. It's the guy. It's you. He's sitting right next to him. He's sitting behind you. You. It was like, who's on first? It was so bad. But I do remember we had leeks two ways and duck, and it was
1: delicious. Well, this is a good question. What do you feel about going out on Valentine's versus staying in? Um, I mean, I, I feel great about going out on
0: Valentine's Day, not this year, unless you're in a yurt yeah. or
1: outside, but I, I feel like forevermore, I'm going to want to go out on Valentine's day. Interesting. I really, for some reason to me, I'm like, Oh, it's such a fun meal to cook. I feel like it's just such a fun. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to be indulgent in a way that I feel like I'm usually not in my cooking, Mm -hmm. you know, or just do silly things like make heart shaped ravioli or like kind of be as cheesy as you want. Whereas at restaurants, I'm always like, Oh my God, please don't be so cheesy. You know, like it makes me cringe the thought Mm of other people being cheesy about Valentine's day. That's true, but
0: they always do like fun specials. I know they're ripoffs and probably they're overcharging everyone, but I love like a special little Valentine's Day menu and just being waited upon. And you could, you know, celebrate Valentine's Day at home. You could do both.
1: Oh yes, you can. I mean, every day is Valentine's Day if you're if you're loving love. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, have you had any like bad Valentine's days? I don't think so. I wish I. Fuck, I wish I had. I had a Valentine's Day where it was, like, so clear that the guy and I were... Like, I I felt very much like I was very ready to break up with this person. Yeah. But we, like, already had plans on Valentine's Day. And so he came over. But, like, I was just kind of really pissed off the whole time because he was... I was, like, so fucking done. Yeah. So I would say it was, like, more tension than one would be used to at a Valentine's celebration. I also think, like, maybe he asked if his friend could come over, like something weird, like, Oh yeah. Do you mind if my friend drops something off? And then the friend came over and was like really fucked up, like drug. Oh, fucked Jesus. up, And it was like, yes, yeah. I think I broke up with him maybe the next day or the day after, but anyway, but Hey, I'm looking forward to something small and chocolatey this year. I do remember once we went
0: out to some restaurant, um, very good restaurant in Connecticut one year. I can't remember. I think it was, do you know, Fleischer's the butcher Fleischer's they have a few, They were doing like a dinner and we went and they had the candle in the, in the middle of our table was made out of like really good, like lard. Uh And so you could just like dip your bread into the candle. Yeah. Love that.
1: Love that.
0: Love that a lot.
1: lot. (laughs) If my voice was feeling better, I would like want to go a little deeper into Valentine's. I just don't think my body can handle it today. I'm sorry, folks. Guys, have such happy Valentine's days. Eat some chocolate. Shower the people you love with love. I hope you guys get showered with love. We're showering you with love from afar. Mm -hmm. We Uh,
0: love you. And uh, tag us in any interesting Valentine's
1: Day menus you might
0: cook. Oh, yeah.
1: if you guys have like fun Valentine's traditions, please send them our way because I would love to start building some Valentine's traditions. Wait, really quickly, I just have to say, Harry and I just bottled our cider. We made hard cider in November and we just bottled it.
0: You guys are so crafty. I'm I'm really wowed. You're making marmalade. You're making cider. The cider is, I mean, this is months in the making. Congratulations. Thank you. really you. are seeing it through to the very end.
1: Oh, well, now it has to sit in its bottles for the next six months, but I'm so excited. Right. Anyway. That's my sign off.
0: Congrats. Okay. Thank you, Colin. We love you the most. Happy Valentine's day. And we'll
1: see you guys soon. Bye.
0: Say goodbye